Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So step inside, gluttonyers. So exciting, Becca. This will be our second anniversary release. I cannot believe that. We obviously confuse ourselves with our numbering, but it has still been two full years that we've been doing this. I cannot believe it. Congratulations to us. Two full years of three releases a month, basically. I mean, yeah, pretty we fucking saying, good. I, we were saying the other day, I think we've only skipped like a a couple of months where we haven't put like anything out because we've been (laughs) so exhausted but look at us we just keep going and we just keep doing it (laughs) here we are you can't stop us (laughs) none of you can stop us (laughs) (laughs) it's in motion now (laughs) but yeah two years so we wanted to take a moment and say thank you for joining us gluttoneers and we cannot wait for 1,000 more. <laughs> well, probably not years, but episodes are manageable. So at least. <laughs> we hope you join them for join us for all of them. Every yes. single one. Every single one. We are having fun. And now we are so exhausted, we don't even know what to say. So thank you for joining <laughs> us for two years. Enjoy this one. This was a fun one. And off we keep going. Off we keep going. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> nice Woo. job. We're just going. We're yeah. going to do it. We're so, we go. we're just ready. Can't stop us. We're doing potatoes. We're doing potatoes. We're still in Marcella month. We cannot get enough of Marcella. So you are not going to get enough of us talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Marcella may turn into Marcella like half a year or something like that by the time we're done. Gretchen's on a Marcella mission, but we're still obsessed. Yeah, we're still obsessed with her book. We are. And this is our first one of hers. So, uh oh, (laughs) she has a lot. We are making... A pretty interesting, but also very similar to another dish, but we're making kind of a, what is it? Patate mar- maritate? Maritate, yeah. Patate maritate. Mar- married potatoes. Married potatoes. <laughs> so that's what we're making. We're both sipping on some bubbles. We tried to make Aperol spritzes and neither of us could get Aperol. So <laughs> Gretchen still got you some Lambrusco, right? Yes lighter it's not a full full red lambrusco it's a lighter one but it's really good and i think it was cheaper than the other one so i might have to go back and buy a bunch more bottles and it's 11 percent alcohol which is my favorite that is a good like midday amount well that's a good gretchen amount yeah. no matter what time of day <laughs> that's but... a good point yeah <laughs> good amount good point i'm sipping on just some i think it's chandon i had to go oh. to a a grocery store to get my bubbles. <laughs> hey, Shandam does good shit. No, they do. I like it. We're both drinking bubbles, which is super festive and exciting. What are you smoking over there? I got a credit from Ease this last week. And so I picked up some pot called Afternoon Delight. 
And with an abundance of caution, I have mixed myself a little joint where I use some of my culinary grade hemp flour to level that out. But like even the pure stuff that I was smoking earlier this week was extremely nice. So I was like, if I mix it in with a little of the hemp, hopefully that'll balance me out and keep me from being too off the track. So I'm having a little afternoon delight and Oregon guava mix. What are you smoking? That sounds good. I am lucky enough to have some of our site's high elevations, new obsession weed, which is the wah, which I'm going to assume wet ass pot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody wants wet ass pot. <laughs> Not wet ass pot, but it's awesome. It's the Indica CBD hemp. It's got 13.45% CBD. One of the, the things I love about site's high is They always send such great little informational pieces with the product that they send. And so this one has the terpene profile, which has two new ones to me. And it also just kind of like breaks down exactly what you would experience from the different terpenes, which I thought is just so helpful to the process of learning what your body responds to is kind of just having like this little card to say like, you should be feeling relaxed. You should be feeling like some anti-inflammatory and some anti-anxiety. And I really appreciate that. And I would like that to happen more with some products, but anyway, I love it. It's fantastic. So we said we're making a potato thing. We said it's similar to something else. I don't think we explained anything else though. And then just, we said the name and moved on. It's kind of like a gratin, potato gratin, right? Yes. So super thin slices of potato. And then what makes this one super interesting is the addition of mozzarella. Just to make it more Italian. Yeah, right? (laughs) Why not? I love the idea of using mozzarella just because I've never done that. As an American, we put cheddar is the cheese of choice for potatoes. I also like that most gratins or scalloped potatoes or however you call it, they have like a milk component to it usually. And this is really just going to use like whatever liquids coming out of the potatoes, whatever liquids coming out of the cheese to make sure that the, you get that softening effect. A glue. Some glue. Yes. Glue. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. I was like, what, what am I, what am I talking about? So I'm really interested to see how the texture turns out because I'm kind of anticipating they being much more crispy than other types of potatoes. Also making liberal use of breadcrumbs. So not something I typically do, but should do more because texture. But it's supposed to be thinner too. It's a thinner thing. Kind of a delicate dish. At least our interpretation is is a delicate dish. But then it's, so it's the thinly sliced potatoes. And then you're going to do a layer of cheese, more potatoes, layer of cheese, more potatoes. Correct. And then breadcrumbs on top. Exactly. Because it's like breadcrumbs underneath and breadcrumbs on top. Underneath? Yes, they are part of the dish lining. Okay, I didn't read that. That's a very cool thing. (laughs) Well, you didn't clock that when I read the recipe to you then. (laughs) Yeah, fair. I didn't read the recipe at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that or I said it and then got distracted by something else and (laughs) it just moved right on. (laughs) But our ingredients today are one pound of boiling potatoes. This is red potatoes or Yukon gold potatoes. So something pretty starchy, but not russet or would russet work? Would any potato work? No. So you wouldn't want russets because they're low moisture. 
Oh. Um, so for this, you want something that's a little bit higher moisture just because you are not adding any moisture. Mm -hmm. So your russets are really to, for any application where you're not wanting moisture, but here you can, you need that little bit more moisture content just to get the texture you're looking for, I think. <laughs> okay. So that's like, good. I'm talking like I'm on authority on this dish that I've never made before. <laughs> oh, well, we, we know everything. So one pound of boiling potatoes, like I said, we're both using red potatoes, one fourth cup of extra virgin olive oil, three teaspoons of chopped garlic. We both pressed ours. Oh yeah. <laughs> I almost said minced. <laughs> Four tablespoons of chopped parsley. I'm using oregano because as our gluttoners know, I hate parsley, but I'm not using as much. So Gretchen had cautioned me. It's fresh oregano, so I don't want to overpower this dish with oregano. Some black pepper in a grinder, an unspecified amount. Three-fourths cup of Parmesan shredded. Five tablespoons of unflavored breadcrumbs. And 10 ounces of whole milk mozzarella chopped fine or grated on a grater's largest holes. So chunky pieces of mozzarella. <laughs> Chunky mozzarella. It's <laughs> my favorite kind. <laughs> what special equipment do we need today? So we are looking at a couple of bowls and a baking dish. And if you have a mandolin, it's good to use for that potato slicing because you do want them nice and even. Or if you have good knife skills, go you. But I do not. So I will be, I use the mandolin to slice my potatoes. And a baking dish that can fit a single layer of potatoes without much overlapping. Becca and I both got kind of a couple options out because we weren't entirely sure how big of a bowl baking dish we'd need to do a single layer without much overlap. Going to have to experiment a little bit, I think. <laughs> to be determined, yes. We did see one interpretation of the recipe that said a two-quart dish would be good, so we're using that as kind of a starting point, but we'll see. Then Becca got herself a new dish that looks perfect for it. So I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about her new dish because I'm going to go find one just like it later. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly a little two quart square. It's very cute. So hopefully that works out well. What world level would you say this is? Well, I wrote three in the script, but I don't know really why I thought it was a three. I think it's a one or a two. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering that. I was like, three. What part really? of what makes this Why? Three? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Using a mandolin is scary, but if you're not using a mandolin. So one to three. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. One we'll to two what, to three. Yeah. What what Be Becca's vote is at the end, that will determine <laughs> our world level. Yeah. And we've already done a couple of things. And this is pretty easy, but we have already done a couple of things, including slice up those potatoes and mix up our shredded Parmesan, herbs, garlic, and some pepper. Yep. And then what are we gonna do next? So we will start by preparing our baking dish. So I guess you and I will be figuring out what baking dish we're using. Then we will line that with olive oil and that gets covered with uh, three teaspoons of the breadcrumbs to start. Then you will put a layer of potatoes in and pretty much one single layer with very little, little overlap. She stresses that over and over and over again. No overlap. Then we will put out some of the Parmesan garlic herb mixture. 
then a layer of the mozzarella, then we'll do another layer of potatoes, another layer of Parmesan herb mixture, one more layer of mozzarella, and finishing that off with a final layer of potatoes and a little bit of breadcrumbs on the top and bake away. For how long? 50 to 60 minutes. And at 400? 400 degrees, yes. So we've preheated our oven, we've got our potatoes ready to roll, we've got our mix ready to go, we just have to figure out what dish we're using and then we're gonna move on with this thing. <laughs> so we're gonna head to the kitchen in a minute, get this assembled, get it in the oven, and then we're gonna come back and we are going to talk about another book of Marcella's, kind of, called Ingrediente. We're gonna talk about her opinions about potatoes or thoughts on potatoes. Thoughts. So thoughts on potatoes. All right, are we ready to do this? Should we go to the I, kitchen? I think so. I okay. forgot to mention, we are supposed to do one more step with the potatoes before we do the dish. And that is we're gonna, as soon as we eat in the kitchen, we're gonna put a little salt on those potatoes because those have already been sitting with some olive oil just to get them ready to go. Then we're gonna salt them and then we'll do our dish and then we'll do our layering and then we will get that shit in the oven. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, let's do, it. do it. I was going to ask you, would a springform pan or a pie dish work? Pie dish could probably work. I think better than a springform pan. I think mostly because you're wanting something of the ceramic variety to slow sure. your heat transfer. So okay. I think that would be the only reason I would be not inclined to use a springform pan. Mm -hmm. And I guess it could leak out the bottom. Yeah, that, that would also be a concern with the oil coming out of the cheese. Mm -hmm. And I think you're, you're going to want to like actually preserve that as much as possible. This is the dish I'm going to use. Okay, let me come over with my salt. How many quarts is that? So it's a glass this, dish that you're using kind of rectangle. Yeah, so this one's two quarts, but it's a seven by 11 pan. Because I thought maybe an eight by eight, by eight was going to work, which also says it's two quarts. So I guess it's kind of all the same. <laughs> Olive oil in the bottom and then breadcrumbs, three tablespoons of the of the five. Right. So I have to pick my potatoes back up and oil my pan. <laughs> <laughs> Grease that puppy up with that olive oil. Wow, three right, tablespoons I'm... is going to be a lot. Yeah. But you're supposed to also kind of get it up the sides too. So... Oh, so like every edge has some. Punch. Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming it's also like, a, I just used two tablespoons and like mine is completely covered. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to try and shake it out. So that I can only fit like a little bit of potato. I have kind of big slices. Look at this. My first layer only has like. Okay. Well, you can over overlap them a little bit more than that. Uh, okay. <laughs> they don't overlap at all. That, yeah. You're like, you're being very, very little or literal, <laughs> but I think it's really supposed to be like kind of the edges overlapping just a bit. Okay. These are super thin. Then I think we, it just depends like how thick your potatoes are, how much you could get away with. Okay. I've got my layer of potatoes down. I'm about to do my half of my herb Parmesan mixture here. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to put pepper uh, to get my Darth Vader out here. <laughs> and now I'm going on half my mozzarella. <gasps> I don't think I salted my potatoes. Oh, shit. Did you already put your Parmesan down? Why can't you just salt that? I mean, I can. I can also but salt the rest the of my potatoes. I just, you know, my my yeah, first yeah, layer yeah. of potatoes might be a little uh, 
less flavorful, I guess. But the good news is, is it's all going to cook together, so I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. The stoner forgot something. Story <laughs> of our lives. Flying potatoes. I lost one. Lost a slice. You lost a potato, potato down. Potato down. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm excited. This is going to be really good. I know. Now I'm seeing why it's had me put the, the stuff up the sides, though, because, I mean, my dish is only about two inches, well, maybe three inches high. Mm-hmm. And it's already are, up there. Are, It's already at least most of an inch. So, and I'm only on the, you know, now I'm up to my second potato layer. Right. So I'm uh, going with that second potato layer. When you mentioned that about the olive oil, I was like, I'm just going to do a little more on the sides. I don't want it sticking. Well, it's always good to, like, really grease your dish. Yeah. To accommodate mm-hmm. any potential expansion also. Sure. It's interesting. It feels like the potatoes are losing some water. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Little sloppy potatoes. Yeah. Okay, finally, I'm going with my second layer of potatoes. I'm almost finished with my potato layer. So. <laughs> I will be going with my next round of Parmesan and Parmesan and herb mixture. Oh, I might have gone a little heavy on the Parmesan herb mixture on the first layer. <laughs> Whoops. Not exactly even. <laughs> I feel like weighing things out to be like half and half would probably be a really smart idea. Mm, You're wanting sure. to be that exact. Sure. Got my mozzarella going up here. I think I must have also got a little heavy on the mozzarella. Seems like this is a lighter <laughs> layer too. Hopefully it doesn't just add some extra salt to your bottom. It doesn't matter. Potatoes. It matters exactly zero amount. <laughs> the okay. slight red peel of the potato is really pretty with the herbs and. Well, I peeled mine once I saw oh, that you did? hadn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. she said to peel them, didn't she? Oh, I don't. She probably did. Yeah, it's she's Marcella. She probably did, but who cares? She's just perfection, and I am <laughs> not perfect. I don't have time for that. It'd be nice to be perfect, but we'll just be inspired by it instead. Oh, I think I did almost perfect on the potatoes here. Nice. Yeah, I'm surprised at how thick three, but like it sounds like when you say three layers, I was like, it's going to be like less than an inch. Yeah. No. I think the, the mozzarella adds a lot of bulk. I wonder yeah. if it'll cook down though. I'm assuming it will okay. cook down some. Because this is supposed to bake on the uppermost level of the oven. I forgot to move my rack, so I'm going to do that now. Look at how much potato I have left. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so much potato. I was going to say, you could just do, make, like, an easy gratin with the rest of it. I think you could just, like, throw it throw it into, like, milk and cook it on the stovetop for a couple minutes. Mix in some other cheese and, like, bake it in the mm, oven. That sounds um, delicious. Yeah. Last but not least... We are going to top with the last of the breadcrumbs. I'm sprinkling liberally over the top with breadcrumbs. I think I need some more. Okay, I've done at least, I still have like a tablespoon. Did I really? You do? I, yeah, I over, I must have over measured. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm running out of breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs. Yeah. Well, but I also only did like what I really needed in the bottom of the pan. So it's possible that I just have. That's true. I did under. You did under in the under layer. And then I got it, and then we're going to drizzle with olive oil. So I'm just going to use like a teaspoon to like keep some control over here. If I had a little squirt bottle, I'd probably put it in a squirt bottle. 
Oh my gosh, there's so much olive oil. I know, it's like in a pool of olive oil and they're topped with olive oil. I mean, I'm not going to argue with her fat content in her dishes, like ever, would I ever? No, she knows what she's doing. Something I was reading in her book was like, don't skip on the fat, you fuckers, like (laughs) verbatim. Pretty much, yes. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready to go in the oven. Okay, almost. I'm just doing a little bit more olive oil on the sides to just be sure I don't have any stickage. Okay, I'm ready. Let's Let's go. Okay, timer. 50. Yeah. Okay, let's go talk about potatoes. Let's talk about potatoes. Have I said how much I like this wine? I love this wine. Mm, good. I have to go buy a case. Have to go look at how much it was. Yeah, make sure I'm there. remembering yeah. right. <laughs> Potato time. Settle in, Gretchen, while I <laughs> tell you a story. Tell me a potato story, Becca. <laughs> story of potato. We're going to talk about and from the Ingrediente book. And this was technically written by Marcella and Victor. Obviously, we love Victor. So this is Marcella's Guide to the Market. And yes, it's called Ingrediente. It has a very cute little artichoke on the top or in the cover. But I want to read this little intro from Victor. And it says, in the mornings of the last two years of her life, after taking one more sip from a very large cup that I had filled for her with espresso, Marcella went to her desk where she let her thoughts loose in the food markets she had known, bringing them again to the products on which her gaze had stopped. Products which, in her kitchen, she could transform into dishes of haunting deliciousness and stunning simplicity. She set her thoughts down in a tight, round, feminine hand, filling the pages of lined notebooks. She wrote in Italian, rarely stopping to revise, moving quickly to the end of a line, as though to stay ahead of time's encroaching passage. I translated and organized those pages as the only member of this partnership left standing. I shall exercise my right to pen a dedication. This guide is the testament of a woman who based her cooking life on the truth of every dish she cooked and taught, the vigorous truth of clear, uncluttered taste, taste that arises neither from obeisance to dogma nor from a craving for attention, but in, but evolves inspired by and respectful of the ingredients that nourish it. To that woman, I dedicate this work. To Marcella. Mm, that's so Victor. nice. He's so sweet. Okay, potatoes. Can't wait to hear her thoughts on potatoes. Potatoes. La patate. Don't take potatoes for granted. Select your favorite variety as carefully as you would another vegetable. Look at it, hold it, turn it over, press it. The potato you take home should be clean and very hard. No spongy spots, no indentations, no dark splotches, but buy them of a size so they'll cook evenly. Except for large, heavy russet baking potatoes that sometimes bear small nicks from the harvesting machines, there should be no cuts in the potato skin. Keep potatoes in a cool, airy, dark place, storing them in brown paper bags. If bringing them home in plastic, punch holes in the bag. Don't keep them as I once did under the sink, where the hot water running above them Oh. (laughs) Can make it too warm. Oh, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Don't wash Uh. them until you are ready to cook them. No potato likes bright light. Their skin may turn green, 
which means a bitter chemical called solanine has developed. Cut away any decidedly green sections before cooking. No decidedly ones. Yeah. Cut that poison right out. (laughs) Or chemical, bitter chemical, not poison. (laughs) When stored correctly, but for a long while in a cool, dark place, potatoes will sometimes begin to sprout. They do it because they think they've been planted and prepare to grow. Little sprouts are not serious, but cut them off before cooking. They're not serious. Don't take them seriously. Don't don't take them seriously. They're not, they're not here for a hard time, for a long time. They're here for a short time. No, that's not right. (laughs) Potatoes come in many shapes, sizes, and colors, but for cooking purposes, they all belong with some individual variations to one of two groups, either to those with waxy, moist texture or to the dry, starchy kind. For salads, side dishes, soups, meat braises, or pan frying, your best choice would be one of the moist, waxy, and low to medium starch varieties, such as yellow, red, white, fingerling, fingerling, or Peruvian blue or purple potatoes. What's a Peruvian blue? They're a blue potato. I mean, like it has blue flesh. (laughs) I mean, like, I've seen the purple ones. I've never seen a blue one. The the annoying thing about blue and purple t- potatoes, if you'll allow me a slight sidetrack, <laughs> please, is that they look beautiful like when they're fresh, but when you cook them, the color really like turns kind of a meh color, like not a color you'd really want to eat. There was definitely a fad when I was in culinary school with purple potatoes and blue potatoes, but they like there's nothing special about them. Like don't bother. Don't bother. Only use them in side dishes, salads, soups, meat braces, or pan fries. <laughs> so anywhere, really. You can, anywhere. Use, you can use them anywhere. You can, absolutely. Yukon gold yellow potatoes or red bliss are what I use for an Italian potato salad. We just did potato salad a little bit ago. These, what did we use? Yukon? I think I used like a, yeah, a, a yellow, a yellow potato somewhere in the yeah. vicinity of a Yukon, but a small one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. (laughs) Aside from the condiments, an Italian potato salad has just one ingredient, the potatoes. We boil them with their skins on, peel them while still very warm. We don't attach any flavor value whatever to a boiled potato peel and slice them before they are cold into discs that we season with sea salt, high quality red wine vinegar, and our fruitiest olive oil. No, no balsamic, no mayonnaise. With good, waxy, creamy potatoes and well-chosen condiments, this is one of the most satisfying side dishes we can bring to the table. Obviously, we had not read this before we made our potato salad. We put a bunch of shit in there. <laughs> we've done it wrong. <laughs> that was we've, good, We should we've try We've done this it so too. wrong. Yeah. Yes, we should. What, six months on Marcella? That should be enough, right? <laughs> I don't know. For baking, five for, years, <laughs> yeah, decades of that. This is all we do now for baking, for deep frying and for fluffy mashed potatoes. You need the floury and dry texture that you find in a russet potato. The most ethereal confection that you can produce with potatoes is Italy's gnocchi. The only ingredients that go into gnocchi are potatoes and flour. I take oh, no eggs. 
no eggs for her. Oh. Guess we'll have to do our gnocchi at some point. This we did ethereal right. confection, you mean? Yeah. We did, we did gnocchi. I don't think. Oh, we did way early on. We did a ricotta gnocchi, though, I believe. Yeah. I don't think mushroom. we did potatoes. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. We got to do it. We got to do it. It takes patience to learn to combine the flour and mashed boiled potato into a dough that can be turned by hand into heavenly gnocchi dumplings. Mm. Many cooks, probably most cooks, even otherwise good cooks, add egg to the dough to make it firmer and easier to handle. We call that method a la pargina. Pargina? Uh, par- it has a G in it? Does it have a P- G? P-A-R-I-G-I-N-A. And then in parentheses, it says peristyle next to it. Yeah. Because okay. I was like, Parisienne, but like, that must be peristyle. <laughs> so with the egg, we call that method peristyle, and it isn't a compliment. She's like, oh, like burning. Through Just the- so good gnocchi are meant to be cloud light, not pellet firm. They don't need much chewing because they dissolve in the mouth. There are four ways to sauce gnocchi. This should have been potatoes and gnocchi. There's like a lot of gnocchi talking here. And Marcella is clearly a fan of gnocchi. She calls it ethereal confections and heavenly dumplings. So she's we're gonna have to make them. This is her like perfect application of potato. Man, I know that when I was in culinary school, because I worked in the Italian restaurant, I think that was my station. Mm. We was making gnocchi, and I think Mm. we actually put egg in it. Not a hundred percent sure. Definitely, there was a lot of care taken with the potatoes because you had to like rice the potatoes and you put them on a countertop, like this special cat, like you had a special. I mean, it was marble or something like that. So it wasn't super duper special. You had to go do it onto that and let it cool. And like, it, it's a whole thing. It is a process, but mm. I want to say my partner ended up making most of the gnocchi, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I feel like I made a lot of risotto. <laughs> like, mm, that's the other thing I've been wanting to make too. Uh, real saffron, like traditional risotto. Mm. <laughs> Marcella says there are four ways to sauce gnocchi. Just Only four. four. Just for the simplest is lots of fine butter and a mound of grated Parmigiano Reggiano. An alternative is a sauce made with Gorgonzola Dolce dissolved over low heat with butter and heavy cream. That sounds like so good to me. You haven't said one thing that I disagree with yet today. <laughs> so right. <laughs> yet another way is with a light and fresh tomato sauce, such as my tomato sauce with tomato butter and onion that so many cooks are now making. Yes, thank you, Marcella. We're among them. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> so good, so easy. And then my husband, Victor. Victor. My husband's favorite gnocchi are sauce with basil pesto. Forgive me because I've done gnocchi in a lot of different places. So I'm trying to think of like the different ways I've done it. A lot of the time it was like with an herb, like a kind of a butter herb sauce. So a little bit of a combination of like the pesto and the butter. I don't think I've ever worked in a place that did it with tomato. Like not that I, that they were against it, but I like that just, you know, the fad at the time when I was working at restaurants was that butter garlic like sauce that was everywhere. Everyone was doing it. I want it, eat it everywhere. I've seen a lot of the 
the cheese sauce. But I don't think I've, I've actually ever done that. That's never been a style that I've actually cooked, just seen other places do it. That's not my favorite because it's a lot. <laughs> Especially with the way most gnocchi is made where it's really dense. So then you have like this dense sauce with this dense noodle, uh, like this dense dumpling thing that So it's just heavy. It's a really heavy dish. It's just, that's never been my favorite. So I wonder if making Marcella's and then doing that kind of sauce would be a different experience if it's supposed to be fluffy. And I was like, I do remember it is supposed to be very light and fluffy. Like it's not supposed to be heavy. Chewy at all. Or chewy. Yeah. Well, we should do it. It sounds fun. I mean, it sounds like it would take a whole like mindset to get (laughs) going, but. I would be down to try. I think it would be easier than you're thinking. Sure. Because I think it's it's not as much work as it is. You have to be a little patient. It's one of those like being patient enough to wait for the potatoes to cool completely. I mean, other than that, I don't think it's particularly hard. That is all Marcella has to say about potatoes and Yoki. <laughs> she probably should have done potato, then lesser part yeah. at the bottom. Yucky. Yeah. My favorite part of potato. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck everything else potato. Yeah. That must be why there's only like two or three potato recipes in this book. That's funny. Also, she covers a lot of territory. So I'm assuming that's another reason there's not a ton of potato recipes in this book. I don't even yeah, think there was a gnocchi a... recipe. Really? Where put... Well, Where maybe not she... in this it's... book. Well, but maybe I'm not looking in the right section either because I'm not sure. Lots of people would put it together with the pasta. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that that Martella would. Right, because of the potato distinguisher. Right, because potatoes. So then I think we're going to time travel. We're going to pause our real time. We're going to time travel. We're going to wait for our potatoes to cook up and get all crispy and delicious and melty. And then we'll see you in the future. See you in the future. (laughs) It's the future. And yum. And the the future is yum. So we did go about the full 60 minutes. Yep. Mine got a teeny bit crunchy brown on the edges, but it ended up being perfect. Perfect. So delicious. So delicious. Mine was also quite, quite brown around the edge of the top and then like on the edges. Makes for some truly excellent crunch. Mm. (laughs) So Marcella's mozzarella in potatoes sold i mean obviously we don't question anything she says but this was a surprise and i found it to be pretty easy at the end of the day one to two like two max world level yeah i mean slicing the potatoes is the hardest part it is yeah (laughs) and then it's fun assembly and then you get this delicious cheesy melty cheesy pull it did that like spread from the middle when I pulled the section out yeah so good and I actually really like the oregano yeah I'd be curious to try it with the oregano because I think that I'm like parsley's okay but I almost wish there was oregano in here funny how that is look at that well I think I'll make it again I do have a lot of potatoes left I might have to make it again right now but I will definitely make it again also another time. <laughs> another time. It did bake down quite a bit. So it is like quite a, quite a thin dish, but really mm-hmm. tasty. 
really tasty. <sighs> and we both landed on those two quart dishes, just slightly different shapes. And it was good. Yeah, it was perfect. So we will share up. thoughts and recipes on highgluttony.com. Again, these, this is all from Marcella's Italian Kitchen. So we're still living in that world. We're here. We are here for it. <laughs> and find us on Instagram. You didn't say that, right? Nope, I did not. We have a Facebook and a website where we post the recipes usually in a big chunk all at once for like several months at a time. Yes, we play a lot of what's happening on the website catch up game. Yeah, <laughs> whose turn is it to play catch up on the website? Yes, but you can find something there yep. in those spaces. <laughs> There's usually something there, but like and subscribe, write us a review. Five star us. Please. everywhere you can we are seeing our our gluttoneers popping up in new places which is very exciting and we hope to keep growing and get to that homestead so we're grateful you're here with us so far gluttoneers thanks for joining us off we go off we go